Coming up on Locked On Now NBA, the Lakers and Knicks battled it out at Madison Square Garden, and some injuries to key players across the league played a big part in several other games on Tuesday night. This is Locked On Now. The biggest games, the best performances, expert analysis. You are locked on now. You're listening to Locked On Now NBA, uh, local experts on the biggest stories on the hardwood. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens, and thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every weekday. Our Locked On NBA hosts are here to help break down all of the action from Tuesday night, but we will first start with the biggest game in New York. The biggest game. LeBron James missing out on his chance of playing at MSG this year as he's serving that one-game suspension for that elbow to Isaiah Sewer earlier this week. The Lake Show got behind early, but couldn't quite pull off the comeback without LeBron. Locked on Lakers has more. This is Brian Kamenetsky, host of Locked on Lakers. On Sunday, everybody remembers the Lakers came back down uh, 17 against the Pistons for their largest comeback victory of the season. They doubled down on that idea on Tuesday in New York, falling behind the Knicks by 25 but could not claw their way back. Uh, Betrayed early by the defense, giving up 36 points in the first quarter. Betrayed late by the offense, uh, unable to break 20 points in the fourth. The Lakers uh, just couldn't quite get the comeback complete. Russell Westbrook did have probably his best game as a Laker. 31 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. Uh, But it wasn't enough for the Lakers. Uh, They just dug themselves too deep a hole, and they fall to 9-10 and on the season. Much more to come on the next episode of Locked on Lakers about this one and where the Lakers go from here. The Knicks blew a 25-point lead in the second half, but they were able to hold on for that win over the Lakers. Locked on Knicks recaps the dub. This is Gavin Shaw of the Locked On Knicks podcast, where the New York Knicks just survived a big-time comeback by the Los Angeles Lakers. The Knicks raced out to a 25-point lead in half number one, only for the Lakers to quickly respond with a 25-4 run of their own, led by some pretty awesome defense, but the Lakers ultimately ran out of gas as the Knicks dominated the fourth quarter behind a couple of Emmanuel Quickly threes, who with his new hairdo uh, absolutely had his swagger back after a down game against the Bulls. It was also a vintage performance for Julius Randle, who only uh, played 34 minutes due to five fouls, but 20 points, 16 boards, five assists, a lot of the highly contested long twos that we haven't seen from him as much this season. We're going in at a very high rate. He also just absolutely bullied Anthony Davis on the first play of the game, really setting the tone for this one. And perhaps the most important development for the Knicks, Evan Fournier having an absolute breakout game, draining from three, going six for nine from behind the arc, on his way to 26 points. And getting 42 minutes, Fournier, the big money acquisition for the Knicks this summer, has rarely closed fourth quarters. So it was nice to see him get hot. It was nice to see him close out this game. A big win for the Knicks, and they will look to continue their luck the rest of this week. Until next time, I'm Gavin Shaw, Locked on Knicks. The Detroit Pistons were short-handed in the paint as Isaiah Stewart began serving that two-game suspension for his role in the dust-up with LeBron. Locked on Pistons details a tough loss at home. What's the deal? Host of the Lockdown Pistons podcast, Kuka Hill here. 
The Pistons lose tonight's game to the Miami Heat 192. This is a really defensive game. The Pistons obviously were out without Killian Hayes and Isaiah Stewart, who is serving his two-game suspension for his altercation with LeBron James. The Pistons had no one else to start tonight but Luka Garza. Uh, he played decently well. Uh, you know, he had seven points, three rebounds, two assists. Uh, they did pick on him a little bit defensively, but he did have a spurt there when he scored seven straight points. So, a decent uh, starting debut for Luka Garza. But outside of that, uh, the Miami Heat really clamped down the Pistons with a zone in the second half. The Pistons just couldn't score at all against it. Uh, the Pistons were up by around nine points and just proceeded to get outscored. I believe it was like a 30-10 to 10 run uh, to end the game. It was really bad. Uh, they couldn't score against the zone, really struggling. Kay Cunningham had a, a pretty bad game today. 2 of 10 from the field, 1 of 7 from deep, 6 points. Uh, it was a tough game for the Pistons overall. No one really had a, that good of a game outside of Frank Jackson, maybe. Uh, but yeah, struggle of a game, lose the Miami Heat. We'll talk about what happened in today's game in tomorrow's episode of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. Luka Doncic back on the court after nursing a few injuries and missing three games for Dallas. Needless to say, though, he has not lost a step, in case you were wondering. Locked on Mavs recaps Luka's return. I have three questions for you. What, why, and how? Nick Angsthead from the Lockdown Mavericks podcast and the Dallas Mavericks get the win in overtime, 112 to 104 against their now heated rivals, LA Clippers. Every single game that these two teams play against each other is just absolute pure chaos. And this one fit the bill exactly. Luka Doncic returned in this game. 26 points, nine boards, nine assists for him. Hit four threes that were absolutely mo monstrous for the for the Mavericks early in this game. The Dallas Mavericks couldn't hit the broad side of a barn until the second half when the Clippers started trapping Luka. They started bringing up the double, bringing up the trap, and the Mavericks had to break it by passing to a center, passing to a wing inside the middle around the free throw line, and then the Mavericks just got some ball movement, and they finally got some shots to go. They were able to get up with a 10-point lead with three minutes to go in this game, and the Clippers somehow came all the way back the Mavericks offense just tanked it in the last three minutes. Paul George with 1.1 seconds left hits a three-point shot that he bobbled somehow, turns around, step back, all within 1.1 seconds, hits a three, forces overtime, and then in overtime, Kristaps Porzingis takes over an incredible game. We'll break it all down on tonight's Lockdown Mavericks podcast. The Clippers got an impressive effort out of Reggie Jackson and took things right down to the wire against Dallas. Locked on Clippers has more. What's going on, Clips fans? Chuck Mockler here, one half of the host and duo over at Locked on Clippers, coming at you after a very anticlimactic overtime loss to the Dallas Mavericks, this one 112-104. Paul George sent it to overtime with his 1-3 of the game, but the team just looked gassed in the overtime period. They didn't hit a single field goal. It was pretty rough. Reggie Jackson had 31 points, which usually would mean that the Clippers won, but again, couldn't contain Luka Doncic in the third. The Mavs actually hit some threes, and the Clippers, I can't stress this enough, look pretty tired. It's a wonder what they're going to look like at 1230, the day after Thanksgiving against Detroit, but hey, we just got to hope for a win and hope that some of the loose ends get a little bit tied up. That's a wrap for us. Thank you for making Locked On Now your first listen every single day. For more on the association and your team, make sure you check out Locked On NBA and your team's Locked On podcast. I'm Kanani Stevens. This has been Locked On Now.